Well, what a great weekend it was for Australian sport fans. It was the 150th edition. It was won by an Australian in Cameron Smith. Joining us now to give us a full review, it's Wayne Persky from the Sunshine Coast Golf Centre. Wayne, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Oh, we're sensational, Wayne. How could you not be? <laughs> oh, look, it's... Um, I was working it out. I've been talking to you guys for about seven years. We haven't had a, cha a chance to talk like this about um, someone so close to us winning an event like this, and it just happens to be the 150th Open, you know, probably the the most special event that we've seen in recent times. It's um, And we're, we've got, uh, you know, a local winner, the boy from Wantima, um, the kid with the mullet, and brought home the claret jug for us. We've worked out that the claret jug holds exactly two beers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Two Forex Golds fit perfectly in the Claret Jug. I was hoping for more, but um, well, it's apparently not the big, it was it's not refilled the biggest, many times. It's not the biggest trophy physically, is it, in the world? Certainly not, yeah. So I guess two beers, uh, two 375ml beers is 750ml, which is a bottle of wine. That's why they call it the Claret Jug. Oh, oh that okay. makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I just worked that out on the, on the spot. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> You're an ideas man, Wayne. <laughs> Going into the last round, he was uh, four behind, uh, you know, the, the crowd darling and, uh, you know, the one everyone in uh, Britain wanted to win in Rory McIlroy, uh, having come off that 73. Realistically, uh, did you think he had a chance? And if so, was it one in 10, one in 20? What, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, kind of. You know, I, yeah. I didn't mind the fact that he had to come from behind rather than defend. You know, he had to go out and be an aggressive aggressive player I think it played into his hands a little bit and and all the pressure was on Rory you know with everything that's happening in the world of golf with Rory being the spokesperson sort of standing tour and the and the PGA tour you know everyone that's on the side of of the PGA tour has been siding with Rory and kind mm. of really rooting for him at an extra level um so it was all about Rory this week you know and and then we had Cameron just playing golf. Um, the scene was set. The course was amazing. I thought that, you know, I've been living like a vampire for a week. I mm. couldn't. I didn't miss a second of it. Just couldn't take my eyes away from it. Um, the most impressive, apart from Cameron's, you know, hugely stellar performance was, you know, yeah. all eyes were on Rory and this young American who was playing his first, he's only 25, playing in his first Open Championship, led after the first round and you know, no one's been really been talking about it, but he's run second. You know, he eagled the last hole when he had to. Um, super, super impressive performance. I think there's um, Cameron Young as well. Well, he momentarily was in a position for a playoff with Cameron Smith, albeit for about a minute. Um, Cameron had that three-foot putt for birdie. But uh, as you said, he had a sensational tournament, didn't he? The last day, he was making clutch putts, clutch putts and uh, you've got to there, Wayne, that he's got a huge future. And he seems to be a forgotten man, doesn't he? Yeah, he just hit bombs and hold putts, like, all week. Like, you know, what he did on the 17th and 18th hole, like, if Cameron hadn't done... You know, Cameron could play those holes another 100 times and not finish like that. Like 17 was as clutch as I've ever seen. Um, I mean, that could have been a disaster. He was stuck mm. on the, the other side of the, the road hole, hole bunker and, you know, I was watching it thinking, what's he going to do here? Is he going to chip it? Is he going to putt it? He could easily putt this in the bunker. He could hit it on the road. Like, 
it just it was smelly looking at it. He managed to get that up and down. Like that was that was crazy. If he doesn't do that, Cameron Young is the is the open champion. It was um a very, very impressive um event. And, you know, people have been talking about the old course being irrelevant. Well, you know, the weather was about as beautiful for four days in Scotland on the on the water. But I look. I just loved it. I thought I was riveted to it the whole time. Whether it's blowing, whether it's raining, or whether it's beautiful weather like that, it's uh, something special about St Andrews. It's a good point you make about Rory McIlroy, uh, Wayne. As much he has been the unofficial spokesman for the traditional golf that way, he, he made it clear he was desperate to win this tournament, and uh, he hasn't won a major for eight years and has been in good form leading into the last round. Hit every green in regulation in the last round uh, and the putts just didn't drop. Was that just it, the putting? Or did you think his his iron play was just a hair off for his putts than you would have expected him to be? Yeah, that usually happens. You know, it's it's it, when you hit a whole bunch of greens, it's usually your proximity to hole is a little bit bigger. Mm. Um, but, you know, he was off with the putter. Like, the, he, he, he hit a lot of putts that he thought were going to turn into the hole that went the other way and he was standing there sort of... Mm. But watching it, when you saw Cameron Smith stand over a putt, you thought he was going to hole every putt that he stood over before it left the putter. So there was just a different feel about it. Rory looked a little lost and, you know, a little bit out of his depth on the greens. Um, so, yeah, it was it was all about Cameron. And, uh, and for the Smith family, you could see him speaking to his, his dad. He was quite emotional. His dad's absolutely spewing that he didn't go over with him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're still celebrating hard. Wayne, uh, uh, golf has become very scientific, and it's not just Bryson DeChambeau. When you see players there, the practice area, they've got all sorts of mechanisms sort of measuring their swing speed and, and the likes. And we see a lot of the players with this, the uh, the aim point putting scenario where you see them, you know, holding up fingers and whatnot and, and balancing out with their feet to work out the, the how, they, how they move and whatnot. Whereas Cameron Smith's got none of that. It's all feel. There's stuff about his putting that you couldn't teach. Absolutely no doubt. Um, the best putters in the world always see it. You know, they they see it before they hit it. And because it's not just about balls and, you know, measurements that the game of golf, especially on a place like St Andrews, it's it's natural. There's, um, there's elements that are involved. There's wind. There's the, the course is not perfect you know it's not set up like augusta where every lies perfect in the green you know this is this is real golf the bunkers that are at st andrews were dug originally by sheep trying to get out of the wind you know it's it's a legit golf course and you can't play it with 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 numbers and statistics you got to go out there and play it with feel and that's why we've seen guys like jack nicholas tiger and now cameron smith who plays such a natural game that he learned playing here in southeast queensland it's funny about what, what you say there about Cameron because other golfers, professional golfers, will say they'll pick a point where they want the ball to roll over and then get into the hole, whereas he says, what I do is I imagine the shot. Andrew, very similar to what Shane Warne used to talk about mm. when he was bowling. Mm. He didn't look at a spot to land the ball on. He imagined mm. what ball he was going to bowl. So two champions at their own craft and, and both do things very differently from what the coaching manual will tell you. Really good visualisation is super important. And when you see the guys, you know, just about every player that you watch on TV stands behind the ball, 
and they're having a look and in their mind's eye they're visualizing the shot that they want to that they want to hit um being able to do that on the greens is is super important it's a bit like lawn bowling you know they it's about line and speed so rolling it over certain points and doesn't really help if your speed's not right so having like the end goal the the target in focus getting that speed and that line right um visualizing it um is a really good tip for the the club golfers as well and a good tournament for uh, Australians all round, Wayne, and as much four of the Australians in the uh, top 20, and Minwoo Lee tie for 21st. So uh, Adam Scott, Anthony Quayle, and Lucas Herbert joining Cameron Smith is having pretty good tournaments. Yeah, got to give a special call out to Anthony Quayle. You know, mm. it's his it's his first major. Um, funny story, he's got uh, Brendan Jones um, caddying yep. for him this week. So 15-time winner on the Japanese tour. They were out. Having dinner one night and BJ cheekily asked, said to Quayley, when I qualified this week, you'll be able to caddy for me. And they put a bet on, you know, if whoever qualifies, the other one's going to caddy for him. And Quayley got the, <laughs> got the job done. So to his word, Brendan turned up and um, it was funny. I saw uh, them playing with Ian Poulter in the last round. I flicked a text through to BJ saying, did Poulter recognise you? He's like, yeah, yeah, he recognised me. I, I tried to hit him up to get on the live tour. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and uh, apparently Polter said, yeah, the, the, the applications for caddies is, uh, you know, over there. Very funny. Oh, actually, yeah, because you get the 10% cut. <laughs> Correct. Well, oh, jeez, that'd be all right. We didn't even give that a thought. So, Wayne, uh, what what now for, for Cameron Smith? He's rises to two in the world. Forget the... Uh, Park the Live Golf Tour for for a while. It's back to the states and then concentrating on the FedEx Cup. Hey, look, we we can't really park the Live Tour, boys. The um, the rumour going around is that um, there's some big movement this week, um, and Cam Smith's name has been thrown into that mix. So we could very well have um, you know the highest ranked player that's defected over to the Live Tour. We're talking Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, Bubba Watson. Um, Tommy Fleetwood and a couple of other boys. So, um, yeah, I thought that might happen. You know, I, I kind of thought that after the major season was done, because everyone wasn't sure whether they'd be allowed to play in majors, mm. and and quite a few of them waiting to see what would happen. Um, the major season is finished now, and uh, I think this week we might get some announcements. And um, Cameron was very sheepish when asked about it. Um, after at the press conference, didn't want to talk about it at all. So that's something for my team to talk about. So certainly didn't strongly deny it, um, which may mean that we might see, you know, some pretty strong fields in that live tour when it comes up again next time. I think they're, they're scheduled for next week at one of Donald Trump's courses. Mm. Uh, and the other one will be Henrik Stenson, who is the European Ryder Cup captain. He's the other rumoured... Correct, uh, uh, correct. Be interesting to, be. to see if he holds that captaincy. And uh, and Hideki Matsuyama as well has been mentioned. So they're starting well. to, to move up the uh, the world rankings there. And uh, well, if you get the world number two, jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. Reports are one of our listeners said this morning, Wayne, that the Aussies have been promised a uh, a tournament here in Australia by Greg Norman. So that's why Leash and Adam Scott and, and Cameron Smith might be getting on board. Yeah, look, I think if the, for the Live Tour to be really successful, they can't do all of that stuff in America. They have to reach out to countries like Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, you know, real golfing homelands, really, and um, and start getting 
high quality world class players out into those areas. You know, it'd be great for Australian golf to see that for sure. Now we've got a. Um something come, that's come here from Noel. Boys, I was given a voucher for a golf lesson at the sunny coast. Arrive and Wayne said, what did I want to achieve? I said, my approach shot is always 10 to 15 metres short of the green. I need to be able to hit that shot 100 metres, not just 80. He did some adjustments to my stance and swing and asked me to hit a shot. I hit 99.6 <laughs> metres. You're a genius, Wayne. I jokingly said, well, that's not 100. <laughs> Wayne says, Noel, this is from Noel. He says, Wayne is a great coach. Well, there you go. Well, that's a nice wrap. Thanks, Noel. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, anyone who's now hitting their uh, approach shorts, shots short, go up to the Sunshine Coast and see see Wayne. Now, Wayne, with that golf tournament promised uh, from the Live Tour to Australia, can we put two and two together and think it might be at one teamer? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, it, that would be fantastic. You know, like... If you're going to put me on in a tournament playing for $25 million, I'd play it in the car park. So <laughs> one team would be fantastic for me. I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather it see. I'd rather see it played at one team here than, than, you know, Royal Queensland or Indrapilly or any of the, the usual guys. Let's actually grow the game and play it in some of those areas. Would be fantastic. Good on you, Wayne. Always a pleasure, and it was really appreciable this week. It was uh, one of the greatest uh, achievements by an Aussie. We'll catch up next week, Wayne. Thanks, boys. It'll be a bit of a, a hangover this week, but, um, yeah, we'll catch up next week.